All right, everybody, God bless you. We're going to pick up in the gospel according to Luke. We are in the seventh, seventh. <laughs> we are in the seventh chapter of the gospel according to Luke. A lot is happening. Um, but I won't even recap. I want to just continue in this book. I want to encourage you to continue to look for differences between this gospel account and the other gospel accounts and also similarities um yeah and as you just come to a greater understanding of of the life of jesus what it meant for him to be here walking on this earth uh what his purpose was what his mission was how he carried himself, what he did, how he thought, and what he said. Um, and if you, if this is your first time reading the Gospels, I encourage you to continue to study on it. One thing that helped me a lot was there's so much film on the Gospel accounts, a whole bunch of movies and TV series. Not everybody loves it, but my one of my favorite Jesus movies is called Jesus of Nazareth. It's six and a half hours long, and it's from the 70s. And Jesus has blue eyes. Aside from all that, it's a, what I believe a phenomenal biblical representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. But what these movies and these films... And okay, and the other alternative which I highly suggest is a series called The Chosen. All right, look up the app, The Chosen. It's free and it's amazing. Amazing. It's a series. They've done one series already, eight episodes, and they're working on finishing season two. It's binge-worthy. It's biblical. It's excellent acting. Wonderful. It's just such a great production. Highly encourage that. And what these do is they drive the story and the gospel accounts into your brain, into your understanding, and help you to remember it and see it in a different light. And for me, that makes it very easy to um, just be able to reflect and share different passages and different scenes and scenarios from Jesus' life because not only have I read it, studied it, reread it, but I've, I, can rem I can remember scenes of me watching it. Now I'm a visual learner anyway, so obviously that's super beneficial for me, but I believe it's beneficial for anybody just to receive the same message on different mediums. So I highly encourage you to do that. But what I was getting at is it's not enough just to read it once and be like, I read the gospel according to Luke. So again, if this is your first time reading it. I encourage you to go deeper and continue to study the gospel accounts of the life of Jesus. All that being said, let us continue. The first caption of chapter 7 is, Jesus heals an officer's servant. Jesus finished saying all these things to the people. So he had just finished his famous Sermon on the Mount, um, a series of teachings also known as the Beatitudes. Then he went into Capernaum. 
In Capernaum, there was an army officer. He had a servant who was very sick. He was near death. The officer loved the servant very much. When he heard about Jesus, he sent some old Jewish leaders to him. He wanted the men to ask Jesus to come and save the life of his servant. The men went to Jesus. They begged Jesus to help the officer. They said, this officer is worthy to have your help. He loves our people, and he built the synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. He was coming near the officer's house when the officer sent friends to say, He sent friends to say, Lord, you don't need to do anything special for me. I am not good enough for you to come into my house. That is why I did not come to you myself. You need only to give the order and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am a man under the authority of other men and I have soldiers under my authority. I tell one soldier, go, and he goes. And I tell another soldier, come, and he comes. And I say to my servant, do this, and my servant obeys me. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. He turned to the people following him and said, I tell you, this is the most faith I have seen anywhere, even in Israel. That's an incredible statement by God incarnate. Verse 10, the group that was sent to Jesus went back to the house. There they found that the servant was healed. Next caption, Jesus brings a woman's son back to life. The next day, Jesus and his followers went to a town called Nain. A big crowd was traveling with them. When Jesus came near the town gate, he saw some people carrying a dead body. It was the only son of a woman who was a widow. Walking with her were many other people from the town. When the Lord saw the woman, he felt very sorry for her and said, Don't cry. He walked to the open coffin and touched it. The men who were carrying the coffin stopped. Jesus spoke to the dead son. Young man, I tell you, get up. The boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Everyone was filled with fear. They began praising God and said, A great prophet is here with us, and God is taking care of his people. This news about Jesus spread all over Judea and to all the other places around there. So again, I think I mentioned this. Yeah, it, it was this gospel account that I mentioned this already, where Jesus would do a miracle and the people would go and praise God. So it's like, they weren't praising Jesus. They weren't glorifying him and giving him all the credit. It was due to him, and he is God, but he hasn't revealed that to them yet. They're praising God for the blessings in their life. So, I, so for us to apply that, it's we don't praise the creation, we praise the creator. You can be grateful for the creation, okay, when a doctor heals you of your sickness. But we praise God because he gifted that doctor his ability and allowed for things to work out the way they worked out.
We praise God for these things. So these people were praising God. They just didn't know that Jesus was God. Jesus, Jesus is God. And it said, this news about Jesus spread all over Judea and to all the other places around there. Next caption reads, John sends men to ask Jesus a question. John's followers told him about all these things. John called for two of his followers. He sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one we heard was coming, or should we wait for someone else? So the men came to Jesus. They said, John the baptizer sent us to you. Okay, 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 okay. Let me back up. So John sends men to ask Jesus a question. So John the Baptist, his followers told him about all these things that Jesus was doing. John called for two of his followers. He sent them to the Lord, Jesus, to ask, Are you the one we heard was coming, or should we wait for someone else? So the men came to Jesus. They said, John the baptizer sent us to you with this question. Are you the one who is coming, or should we wait for someone else? Right then, right then, Jesus healed many people of their sicknesses and diseases. He healed those who had evil spirits and made many who were blind able to see again. Then he said to John's followers, Go tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind can see. The crippled can walk. People with leprosy are healed. The deaf can hear. The dead are, bra are brought back to life. And the good news is being told to the poor. Great blessings belong to those who don't have a problem accepting me. When John's followers left, Jesus began talking to the people about John. What did you people go out into the desert to see? Someone who is weak, like a stem of grass, blowing in the wind? There's a caption that reads, Stem of grass, literally, a reed. Really, what did you expect to see? Someone dressed in fine clothes? Of course not. People who wear fancy clothes and live in luxury are all in king's palaces. So what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, John is a prophet. But I tell you, he is more than that. This scripture was written about him. Quote, Listen, I will send my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare the way for you. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. That's also what we learned in chapter 1 of this book, what the angels had said to Zechariah and Mary regarding John the Baptist, that he would prepare the way for the Lord. Uh, maybe, he, I, think, I think the angel said, spoke to Mary, obviously about her pregnancy with Jesus, but I believe she spoke about, I believe the angel also spoke about John the Baptist to Mary briefly, that, that Elizabeth was pregnant with the one who would lead Jesus. I could be wrong with that, but he definitely told Zechariah that John would be the messenger ahead of Jesus to prepare the way. He probably told Elizabeth too. I can't remember. Either way, you can go back and listen or read chapters 1 and 2 about, about all that. Verse 28, I tell you, no one ever born... Okay, okay, okay. I tell you, Jesus talking, no one ever born is greater than John, but even the least important person in God's kingdom 
is greater than John. When the people heard this, they all agreed that God's teaching was good. Even the tax collectors agreed. These were the people who were baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in the law refused to accept God's plan for themselves. They did not let John baptize them. What shall I say about the people of this time? What can I compare them to? What are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace. One group of children calls to the other children and says, We played flute, we played flute music for you, but you did not dance. We sang a sad song, but you did not cry. John the baptizer came and did not eat the usual food or drink wine. And you say, He has a demon inside him. The Son of Man came eating and drinking. And you say, look at him. He eats too much and drinks too much wine. He is a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by those who accept it. So Jesus is challenging them. He's challenging their views and their perspectives. Because some of them, they treat John a certain way. They view John a certain way. And now they're getting mixed perceptions when it comes to Jesus. And um, it's just not adding up. Um, it's like Jesus is almost, it's almost like he's saying, what do you guys want? Like, what are you looking for? What did you expect? All right. He's just, he's just challenging them because. Well, it's it's hard for them to receive what is happening, and that that's clear. The Messiah has come. The Savior of the people has come. John the Baptist was prophesied. Jesus was prophesied. And now it has come to pass right before their eyes. But they're having a hard time receiving it. So, is what it is. Us humans in our flesh, we're weak. We are weak. Jesus ends verse 30, or Jesus says verse 35, but wisdom is shown to be right by those who accept it. So, accept the truth. It's right before your eyes. Simon the Pharisee. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him. Jesus went into the Pharisee's house and took a place at the table. There was a sinful woman in that town. She knew that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So the woman brought some expensive perfume in an alabaster jar. She stood at Jesus' feet, crying. Then she began to wash his feet with her tears. She dried his feet with her hair. She kissed his feet many times and rubbed them with the perfume. When the Pharisee who asked, who asked Jesus to come to his house saw this, He thought to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know that this woman who is touching him is a sinner. There's a caption above the word prophet. A prophet often knows things that are hidden to other people. He said, he said, he said, he said concerning Jesus, well, he thought concerning Jesus, that if this man knew that this woman touching him, who she was, and knew she was a sinner, then he wouldn't let her do it. But he was just thinking this. And Jesus, in response, 
Verse 40, Jesus said to the Pharisee, Simon, I have something to say to you. Simon said, Let me hear it, teacher. Jesus said, There were two men. Both men owed money to the same, bl- same banker. One man owed him 500 silver coins. The other man owed him 50 silver coins. The men had no money, so they could not pay their debt. But the banker told the men that they did not have to pay him. Which one of these two men will love him more? Simon answered, I think it would be the one who owed him the most money. Jesus said to him, You are right. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? When I came into your house, you gave me no water for my feet, but she washed my feet with her tears and dried my feet with her hair. You did not greet me with a kiss, but she has been kissing my feet since I came in. You did not honor me with oil for my head, but she rubbed my feet with her sweet-smelling oil. I tell you that her many sins are forgiven. This is clear because she showed great love. People who are forgiven only a little will love only a little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The people sitting at the table began to think to themselves, Who does this, who does this man think he is? How can he forgive sins? Jesus said to the woman, Because you believed, you are saved from your sins. Go in peace. And that's how the chapter ends. Because you believed, you are saved from your sins. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, when we believe and we come to Him, humbly, our sins will be forgiven, all of them. And what Jesus was saying, who has been forgiven for much, loves much. That woman has been forgiven of her many sins and she could not stop thanking and praising Jesus. So that's it. Heavy chapter, heavy way to end the chapter. Um, is is powerful is what it is. Puts things puts things into perspective on um, really how we should appreciate Jesus and his sacrifice and what that means for our life if we just believe in him and receive him. Father God, we come before you right now with thanks. We love you, Lord, and we know that you love us because you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. Lord, I pray that we just humble ourselves and and thank you continuously like the woman did with the perfume oil because we have been forgiven of much. Let us really grasp that concept that we have been forgiven of all we have done and we have been made right before you, Lord, through our faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, for those listening right now who don't believe in you, I pray that you give them a clear revelation of who you are. Lord, I rebuke the spirit of deception and the spirit of confusion in anything that's keeping them 
from the knowledge and the relationship with you that you desire for them to have. Restore them, Lord, redeem them, and draw them to you, that they may walk in fellowship and live for you. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Continue to deal with the hearts of the listener, even right now, Lord, pricking at their heart and leading them in the path to righteousness, in the path in the path to everlasting life. We thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, guys. Stay tuned for chapter 8 from the Gospel according to Luke. I appreciate you guys. God bless you. Peace.